Oh, look at that. Everybody, to the 90s mixtapes. My name is Pat, joined by my lovely co-host Jen. Hello. And Jen mentioned at the top, how are you feeling? I know you're feeling like that was a good catch by me to realize that you weren't recording. I also caught it. What are you talking about? I mean, we saw it and we were like, We oh saw boy. it at the same time, oh yeah. Boy. How are you feeling today, Jen? What, what's going on in the world of Jen? This is my favorite time of year. Mm-hmm. I bought myself a ticket to do something tonight. By myself, because nobody, nobody wanted to do it with me. Who would? Is the question. I also Who didn't would? really ask anybody. I just got so excited at the opportunity. I just bought a ticket. And then before I could even extend an offer to friends... Because you didn't want to go. Um, they were all sold out. So what are you doing tonight that you're so excited about that you have <laughs> to tell everyone I'm out so there excited. that listens? So instead of talking about 90s nostalgia, we're going to be talking about what right now? What are you doing? I'm doing something called goat therapy at a bar around the corner from us. And it is basically an hour where I get my own personal baby goat to snuggle and bottle feed. I'm so fucking excited. The converse, like the words that you just put together, like like the Mad Libs you just made, reminds me of like ten years ago when the streaming stuff was all like happening, and my mom would be like, "Hey, did you see this new documentary about like you know McDonald's, uh, the McDonald's Millions documentary?" When she was explaining that to me about how the people like uh, stole all the fucking the little tickets in the '90s to get Boardwalk and Park Place for a million bucks. Remember that promo? You'd pull them off and you'd be like, oh, the Monopoly promo from McDonald's. It's like, that's not real. They didn't make that as a thing. Like, what you just told me isn't real. You're like, I'm going to the bar around the corner for goat therapy to pet and feed baby goats for no, an No, hour. a personal baby goat. Like, I a get personal one. You get your own. Baby goat. You get to go in a stall and sit there with a goat. Like, you're paying for that I'm experience. I'm going to be in a stall. I think I'm going to be in the bar with a baby goat. You think that the bar, you think they're going to have baby goats in the bar? You know how much shit that baby goats are going to just, just shit? You're going to be in a parking lot. What are you talking about? You're going to be in the back of a, of a rickety 90s trailer. Where do, you, where do you think they do goat yoga? They don't do In a field. They do it in like a field. They're not going to do it in like, they're going to set up like a little pen. Like the goats aren't going to jump out of the pen and get okay, lost. Okay, guys, here's the thing. Next week, tune in to find out if this goat yoga was, or, I'm sorry, goat therapy, because goat yoga is different. They do that too. But. What is your drink of choice at the goat therapy? I mean, I'm only drinking gin and tonics these days. That's my okay. that's my drink of choice, just in life. So you roll there, you get a G and T for a G O A T therapy. I got gotcha. you. Okay, okay. I'm gonna be there drinking a beer. I may take a photo, may not take a photo. I don't know. We'll 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 see if it's necessary. But today, I wouldn't say we're going out of order because it's it's our podcast and we're allowed to do what we want. But today is gonna be our potpourri episode. <laughs> We decided it was going to be our potpourri episode because we didn't actually check out any of the TV shows. And I felt like we should probably try to watch something, at least watch some sort of holiday special for some of our favorite 90s sitcoms. So that'll be next week. And then the week after, we're looking at that Christmas week, like right before Christmas, we're looking at the uh, movies. And then we're going to have our year-end wrap party right at the end of the year. You just made like a weird wince. What was that? Oh, no. I'm just looking. I'm excited. I'm really excited about the sleepover party, and I'm thinking maybe we could do, like, we could eat cereal. Ugh. Oh, I just listened to a whole podcast about cereal, so it's on my brain. Like I feel like I'm going to have blue box mac and cheese for sure, though. I mean, okay, that I'm going to do, do, like, like could, three boxes of blue box mac and cheese. I feel like, you know, 
I used to love that. And now when I eat it, I feel like it tastes like chemicals. Because it does. Yeah. But also I feel like, I feel like what it is, is that there used to be, see what I think with these foods, and again, I could be wrong because I'm not a foodologist, but I think what it was <laughs> is that they realized that there was like bad chemicals in these foods. So then they removed them and they're like, look, we no longer have the bad chemical, but then you taste the other chemicals and yeah, you're like, okay, still, so those aren't bad. Do. So really the bad chemical you removed is the chemical that was masking the other ones. Got it. So now it doesn't taste good anymore because it's not blowing out my brainstem and going, hey, this is the most delicious fucking blue box mac and cheese, but it's healthier for me. Got it. Because I have like Annie Ann's and I'm like, this is good, but I feel like this I is like just it not the same. I like it better. Right, because they don't make the other shit because the other shit was killing you. Speaking Did we of- ever talk about... Oh, sorry, I was going to say. No, no, I was going to say, go for it. Fig Newtons. When we bought... We came to like... An epiphany that we both loved Fig Newtons when we were kids and haven't had them in like years. And we bought a box of Fig Newtons. This was a few years ago. During the pandemic. Because we were, we we had a whole, we went down a whole, when we were spitballing ideas for this whole thing, we went down a whole like, oh, Fig Newtons, you know? They were not the same. They did not, they did not, they just didn't taste the same to me. Because they're not. It was a bummer. I guarantee you that they changed the recipe somewhere along the way. They probably took out like, lard or some crap again they took out the thing that people are like you know this is really bad for you and they're like well we're just gonna take that out right well here we are ready to talk about what were you gonna say when i started mentioning the figs uh i was gonna say well we should you know speaking of things that are killing you then i was gonna mention you know some of the things that happened princess diana Set him out. Get me out of your public eye. She didn't want any more of it. I'm out of here. Do you know that the Dow Jones kept hitting records in the month of December? 93? I'm pretty sure that they've broken those records since then. That kept coming up in my research. It's like, Dow Jones breaks a record. Dow Jones breaks a record. I'm like, oh. You think it was all the Christmas shopping? And all, like, the new, like, video games? No, and... I think it's probably some of it has to do with, you know, the stock market at that time. Probably some of it has to start to be maybe, like, the dot-com bubble and, like, all those other things that were dot kind of com. happening. Because the 90s, I think, was pretty good for money until, like, the year 2000 and, like, crashed. And then it came back and then it crashed again in 08. You know, it's cyclical. So I would imagine that was probably it. I mean, I'm not 100%. Looks like we had... So a Winter Olympics event, maybe? Or some sort of Olympics? Because hmm. I, I keep seeing stuff about world records. No, because the Olympics are on even years. That doesn't make any sense. Then it's Olympic trials. Maybe. Because they're, they're like... Because this is like the year... Is, th- wasn't it always like eight years apart or four years apart? And then they kind of like make it two years apart? Like it kind of like they switch the winter and summer? And this happens, I think, in 92 and 94, which is why you get... A lot of Tanya Harding type of Nancy Kerrigan news in both 92 and 94. It's fair. I'm, I have no, I have I, no clue. Yeah. Well, you know, yes, you do. You're like an Olympicologist. Yeah, but I can't, like, I'd have to sit here and actually think about it. I mean, I, I have access to the internet. I have to sit and think. Like, that's more of one of those, like, uh, bar trivia type things where you go back in your mind and try to figure it out. I'm like, yeah, I can look it up. I mean, maybe. Then it must be that they're just doing all sorts of, um, like I said, trials for it. Some of the other cool things that I saw. Doom. Yes, I saw that Uploaded too. Uploaded to the internet by ID Software. Mm-hmm. Did you ever play Doom, Jen? What is your attachment to Doom, Jen? I <clears throat> watched boys that I knew play Doom. Oh, and possibly girls too. I watched people play Doom. I didn't. I played Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein? 
Wolfenstein, which is like a Doom clone. Which is like Doom. It was out for. It was wasn't that first. But we, it doesn't really matter. One way or the other, they're like that the one. Idea. I played. I never played. Um, what Doom? So let me ask you this. I don't, I don't like monsters. What video game was the first video game that you were scared of? That you were like, because oh. I feel like it might be Doom. Doom. Okay. Or 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 Phantasmagoria, which is a game that Chris, my my two of my friends, um, growing up played all the time, and it was a horror video game. There's like a rape scene in that game, so I think they like, I don't know if you could still get it or anything, but it was like wild. What's the game called? Phantasmagoria. And what did they play on? A computer. A computer. It was a yeah, it was like a, a PC type thing. Um, it's probably, you could probably find a mod of it then or something like that. I would say the first game that scared me for real was Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mostly uh. because the controls were bad. Like, that's what I realized that it is. Because it's like you had limited, like you had to stand still to shoot, but you had limited ammo and you had like a knife. But then it became a game that as a kid, it was pretty cool. It became a game that. I would play over and over again because there was like alternate things you could do if you didn't do certain things like alternate endings, alternate characters. And that became like a hallmark for the series. I remember that game was probably in like, uh, maybe I don't know, 95, 96, somewhere in there. I mean, we'll find out as we keep going. But that was the game for me. Because yeah. I remember it's like Doom and Wolfenstein, like it always felt so weird on that like computer monitor because mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing like now I think about games now and I'm like, Oh man, some of these games are really, they look amazing. Mm-hmm. They can put you in the world, especially with like the cool computer monitors and stuff that you have, or whatever. But it's just like that old computer monitor that weighed 275 pounds. That was like bigger than your television. It just never, never really, I never really got scared. Yeah. It wasn't too scary for me that night, that early 90s stuff. But doom was a big deal. Doom is still a big deal. They're still releasing Doom games. Really? I didn't yeah. know that. I think they just came out with one fairly recently. And they, and um, it's on like PS5. It's on like everything. Like Doom is out there. I also was a little... Um, I had Mist. And Mist freaked me out. I think that, that comes out in 94, but right? Does anybody like die in Mist or anything like that? Like, I, I didn't never get too far it. into it because okay. it, it would freak me out. And like... I don't think I ever even got to a part with another person. Like, I think I was just all alone in this creepy place looking for things. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't even know if there are other persons to be. There there. might not be. There might Persons, peoples? Other. People's places, things? Pleeples? I I don't know. But Miss freaked me out. Mario Van Pleeples? I didn't like, oh, what was, what was the game that like you could only die once? I remember it was like a Nintendo game, maybe Super Nintendo. I don't know. But like. That's extremely vague. Like, what do you mean you can only die once? Like, you don't have extra lives. Like, you go through the game, and then if you die, you have to start from the beginning. I don't know. Okay. I mean, that that's a big thing that they have now. It's just that it's not so much that when you die, you have to start from the beginning. It's like either you, you can sometimes bring things back with you or, like, affect the next playthrough. That's, like, the main thing they're doing with games now. Oh, this was, like, an older game. Yeah, so, so I'm like, like I, don't, I, don't, you know, I don't know exactly what it is, but... Doom. I Anyhow. thought that was that was pretty newsworthy. Did you play Doom? I did. I uh, well, I played Wolfenstein and I played Doom, but my first experience. I've talked to this, you know, with my friends about it before too, because we all talk about like what was the first person shooter, right? So the game where you're there and you're and you're playing it mm-hmm. that you really like 
you know, you're seeing from the character's perspective. What was the one that really got you like hooked on the genre? Mine was Unreal Tournament, which I feel like that came out in like 1998 or 99, somewhere around there. These games, the graphics just aren't good enough to really get me into it. Uh-huh. Um, I wasn't like an early adapter of, of that PC genre. My thing, which is still my thing, which I still will always love, is the real-time strategy games, which Command & Conquer will come out at some point here, where you have to like get resources and then build things and build a base. Yeah. Build troops. Yeah, I watch you play those games. Yeah. Well, I don't watch you play them. I see you playing them. Because those are not the kind of games you can watch someone like Doom or... No, not really. unless you're really into the genre and you're really trying to figure out, like, you know, because there's just so many levels to those games where if you like the game, you can learn the basics of the game. But then when you see people that are, like, way better than you, you just realize, like, I can't do what that person can do because their brain and their fingers and their functioning of of the command of, of what they have to do is at such a higher level than you. Right. Whereas, like, Doom, you could just watch somebody play Doom. You're like, oh, watch out for the monster, you know? But wasn't really... And I didn't, we, I don't think we got a computer, like, at our house until, like, 95, 96. Yeah. I never And it was, like, Doom a hand-me-down. Anything. So it really wasn't even, like, a thing. Well, they were such a, like, a luxury item back then, you know? Like, oh, my God, you have a computer. I remember well, I had this one friend, and I went to her house, and she had this computer in the den. There were all these games on it, and, like... We were playing games on the computer, and it was like she was the first person, you know, whose house I went to with a computer. It was like a big deal. I'm well, like, some of the oh games, I remember some of the games, so it was cool. like Oregon Trail, SimCity. Those are some of the early games that I remember that were on, like, the computers that we had. Um, yeah, Oregon Trail, definitely. And we Oregon played that in Trail. school. SimCity, I remember, like, there was, like, Railroad Tycoon. I had Sim Life. <laughs> Have you heard of that? You would, like, mate, you would, like, I don't even know. Kind of like mess with like DNA strands and make little critters. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I never heard of that. I'm trying to think of the other ones on our gateway. We had a gateway. That was my grandma's and then she got a new computer. Because, I mean, you think about it. You know, I was talking to my buddies because we were talking. And uh, obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, you could be listening to it in an office. You might not. But we were talking about, you know, just What's all an office? Office culture. Because one of one of our friends... <laughs> What's that? Um, after the pandemic kind of slowed and waned, started to get called back into the office. And then because other people that work um, at, at, at the job he works at were not coming in when they were supposed to, they have to have people in more times at the office. So they're kind of getting back into that, like, office life. And it's just that... The workers that work, you see those are people that, like, can get their job done at home for probably a lot of businesses. But then there's just this, like, other class of people that just, like, can't. Like, they're just, like, they're stuck in that old ways and they just really want that, quote-unquote, camaraderie and team building of being around other people. Which is, you know, we'll see how that all works in the next 10 to 15 years. But why I digressed is because, like, I think about my parents. Neither one of them ever needed a computer. We didn't need really need a computer until probably we had a word processor for a while that just like you could just type on that because we just didn't need it. You didn't need it in the early nineties. There wasn't a lot for you to do unless you were like. How did you chat with your friends from school when you came home? So at ten years old, you were chatting, or eleven years old, you were chatting with your friends from school. I'm saying like this point. First of all, at this point, I'm twelve. Fair. Second of all, at thirteen, I definitely was. So at 13, you had a computer? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 94, yeah. Okay, that's fair. I'm just saying, it was one of those things that was, not even that it was a luxury, it just wasn't on my parents' radar or something they needed in their life. That's where I was going with this. Yeah. It was like, they, didn't, they just didn't need it. I'm not saying they didn't get one, 
and use one. I'm not saying they didn't chat with people. I'm not saying they didn't do stuff. I'm just saying. Maybe 95 we got it because 13, I would have been, it would have been 1995. But yeah. yeah, at that point, we had... It just wasn't needed. In it, eighth in eighth grade, I definitely had a computer. It's all fair. I'm just, I'm thinking about myself and my experience. Yeah. It's like, why did we even get the computer? Oh, that's right. Because we started to have teachers, let's say fifth, sixth grade, you know, you started going to like computer class, right? We had a little computer lab mm-hmm. and you know, you got to play. I remember they had this game, which was like a stock market slash, I think it was a stock market sim game. And I don't remember what it is, but if anybody out there does, you know, shout us out. But it was like, you had to like sell you had to like grow vegetables and stuff Mm. and then i think you had to like sell them so you played farmville no but it was kind of in like a lat it was all like that kind of dos based this is like 94 95 so you're just like reading stuff on a screen remember the math games do you do you play my favorite one you know what my favorite one was the math games and we're digressing because it's potpourri we're allowed there was like a geometric golfer you ever play that game? I don't think so. You need to see that game. Well, you also never played Worms Armageddon, and I showed you that game. You never played Dome Wars, right? You never played any of these games. So Dome Wars, the idea of Dome Wars is like, there's like pixels on the screen, and there's like mountains, and you have like a, um, you have like a, a little bunker, like a turret, every, and you can play with this. It's like multiplayer. that could all sit around the computer and play. And so you can aim your turret up and down, depending on where you're placed on this map. And then where you're placed on the map, you, so you can shoot out. And so it's teaching you, like, physics. The idea of, like, shooting a bullet and how it would, like, come down. Oh, that's cool. But when you'd shoot it, like, depending on where you shot it on the other people, you can knock their turret down. You could either hit their turret directly or, like, knock them down by blowing out the terrain. So if you're smaller than them, you could do that. That evolves into Worms Armageddon. Geometric Golfer was, like, it was, like, a mini golf thing. But the same idea where you had, like, a ball... That you were trying to hit so you can like bounce it off of like angles. So it's like teaching you about like geometry. Geometry. Because like the shapes would be like a triangle or an isosceles triangle or a, you know, hexagon. And you're trying to get it in a hole but you need to like, you know, kind of bounce it off whatever angle. Geometry was always my favorite math um, subject. Yeah, I wasn't a huge geometry fan. But that's what, that's what they were doing with those games. That's why we got to play them in school because they were like, oh, Dome Wars. It's showing you how to like... Showing you the physics of shooting like a thing and where it would go because nobody like there's no blood or anything. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, I liked Oregon Trail. <laughs> we had one in high school, and I'll probably talk about this a lot because I can't get over it. It was called like the Baby Game, and it was specifically when we were in high school, and you'd answer all these questions about whether or not you were ready to have a baby. I, mean, I think the answer should always be no. It doesn't. And we would try and rig this game Do to answer. Do you have health insurance? Answer uh, no. Then you can't have a baby. No, no, no. You would answer every. We would answer every question. Do you have a million dollars? Yes. Do you have health insurance? Yes. Do you know. Have you changed a diaper? Yeah. We, everything right. And it would be like, you, you should not have a baby. Because my high school had like the most teen pregnancies in like our county. Well, I mean. Fun fact. It's just. And, and that's it. We're back at the baby game. Anything baby else you want to add? Games. Because we got to move this along. We've, we've sat now 20 minutes talking games. No, you can move it. All right. You ever heard of the Billboard Music Awards? Mm-hmm. Your girl Whitney Houston. One for the Bodyguard soundtrack. I know there was a young Jen somewhere. Has singing, she singing, should have. Singing in her room. Singing I Will Always Love You. I know it was there. I did. Q104.3. Yeah. Became a thing. December 12th. 
It was. <laughs> what is <laughs> it? was WNCN in New York City. I remember Q104.3. You don't remember that? It's like a rock station. It became a rock station. Um, no, I, I remember it. I don't remember it becoming don't, a rock station. Be... I remember it. I remember it as a rock station. Right. The shuttle Endeavor Five landed. That was fun. Space shuttles. You don't care about the moon. No. You don't care about really. outer space. You don't care about any of that. I so don't. I really don't. That's just another one of those things. Your girl Shannon Doherty. Couple mm. couple little TV factoids that happened in December. Uh oh. Your girl Shannon Doherty got fired from Beverly Hills nine hundred two one zero. Oh, yeah, I remember when she disappeared. I I remember that. I Actually, she was, like, I mean, in the tabloids and stuff. There's all this shit about her. But I remember her getting fired, and that sucked because I really liked that show. And her and character it was so important because it's about two fucking twins, and she's, well, one, yeah, two twins, and she's one of them. Yeah. And then she just disappeared. So we'll, we'll touch on that a little bit in our TV episode as well as we'll touch on. And then and- they bring Tiffany Amber Thiessen in. Right then? I don't think right then, but no, they do bring her right in. Then. They bring I thought her she in. was on Melrose Place. I didn't realize she was on Beverly Hills 90210. Mm-mm, she's on 90210. That's fine. I believe you. I'm not I'm not saying I don't believe you, because I know 90210 goes what? Like all of the 90s? I think it goes until 90210. I don't know. I don't know how long it... <clears throat> 90210. Okay, that's fair. MTV Unplugged. We talked about this last week. We did. We're going to talk about it more because I'm going to watch it as well. I was listening to the album yesterday while I was working because it's just a great album. I heard. I heard it coming down the hallway. Yes. So that was nice. Um, trying to think here what other... Yes, 10 seasons and it started in 1990. Yeah, I'm like it Beverly goes Hills to the end of the 90s. Yeah. So that's crazy that she was fired in 93. So early on. Does she come back? We'll, we, you can do a deep dive. It's going to be around the entire 90s, you know, especially for next season. This is a time, though, when they were also churning out 24 episodes. So, I mean, she might have done 50 episodes, you know, at that point. Sure. She might have done whatever it was. They were doing, you know, 26 episodes a season. I mean, it was wild shit back then. They were hour-long episodes. She must come back at some point. No, actually, maybe she doesn't because then she goes and does, like, Charmed pretty quickly after that, I think. Because that show ran a long time, too. Yeah, I never watched that one. Well, I didn't watch it. I think my sister liked it a little bit, but it was on every fucking morning on TNT. It was on in the morning. So you'd wake up and it was on. It would be like Charmed. Mm -hmm. And then it would be like... uh, It was on in the afternoon, too. Angel was on a lot. Yeah, it was like Angel, Charmed, and then like, you know, Law and Order would be on like A&E. The thing about cable TV, quick little aside for those that don't know, because a lot of people might be listening to this and not have cable TV. Like, in the 90s, a big staple was, like, you would get syndicated. So then you your show would then be on cable. And it would just be running, like, all the time. And that was the thing that happened with, like, Law and Order. It's like every show was in Practical Jokers. Yes. <laughs> but for those that don't know, because there might be people that don't, you know, have cable now. Like, if you don't have cable anymore, like, a lot of times, if you look at what's on, like, TNT right now, they're always just playing, like, Marvel movies. And you're like, that's crazy. And you're like, but is it crazy? Because you get all these commercials you get to sell. And then you have like 26 movies that you're just playing these different movies. No, but there also is like, I mean, we've just spent a lot of time with like my dad who watches a lot of Law and Order and those types of things. It's indication. And like those things are on. They're there if you need to watch them all day. The idea of cable used to be, the idea of cable used to be like, here's 60 channels when we were kids, right? It's like 60 channels. Look at these channels. So many. 
And there would be like MTV, like we're talking about with Unplugged and stuff, where they would put out like real things. And then they would get like real world and road, like ideas for things. Then, but every day they'd have like, you know, TRL when that comes around and then they have all these other things. But at night they'd still play music videos, right? Because they still had to fill all this time. It's like then what we're talking about is then this is would just happen. Like when you watch cable now, like you said, they're still just straight up law and order channels, blue blood channels. And you're like, does this really constitute a channel if all you're doing is playing Impractical Jokers 24 hours a day? It's just really the Impractical Jokers. Now, we love the Impractical Jokers. I get no mad shade. if I, because if there's nothing on. And, and I, you turn it on, it's not on. I'm you're like, like what, what is this? What is, what is on Impractical Jokers? How Jan dare you? Impractical Jokers Network right now. I don't how, understand. How dare you? Oh, dear. But that was Charm. Charm was the thing that was on forever. That show was on forever. Yeah. Forever. I think it was on Channel 11, right? I think so. C- CW, a lot it of C- has CW vibes. A lot for of sure. CW shows would get syndicated. You know what else was on for a, a lot too, but then obviously it got canceled. Seventh was it Seventh Heaven, not Seventh Heaven. Yeah, the one with the with the preacher dad. I used to watch that fucking show. Uh, that's yeah. They Just for funnies, I'd be. It was always lame. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's always it. I never watched it seriously, like not thinking it was lame. So my friend sent me this TikTok. There are these two guys, and I wish I knew the name of this TikTok. I would I would shout it out, but I'll see if I can find it. Um, and these guys watch scenes of Seventh Heaven, and they just react to it. And I'm pretty sure they're high as fuck. It is so funny. It is like it is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Seventh Heaven was that was a show. Oh yeah. Oh god, I used to watch a show was so ridiculous. The edgy version, Party of Five, where they're like. No, it's the anti-edgy party of five. No, no, the edgy version of that is like party oh, it, of five. Yes. They're like, oh, the idea of this Only like, they family don't have dynamic parents. and blah, blah. Party That's five. the point. That's why the it's edgy a party version of, five. of it is sh- is shameless because there's like seven kids and right. But I'm like seventh heaven on one side and then party of five. Like it's just like come on. But I remember my grandmother used to watch Party of Five and she stopped because there was like teen sex and she didn't want to watch. She's it. like, how could these kids be doing it? And it's like, didn't you get married when you were like eighteen? Like, what are you talking about? But Courtney Love. <laughs> throwing shade on, on, on my grandma over here. No, I'm just throwing shade on the different generation. <laughs> it's more about the different generation where it's just so funny how it's just like, it's like cycles. How they're just like, oh, you, 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 I have to shelter you because, you know, it's like, like everything else. You're always trying to shelter somebody because of the things you were doing. Not because of like anything else, right? Or the things that you feel nobody should ever do. Courtney Love, December 29th, sued doctors for leaking... That she was in methadone treatment. Oh. Uh, that was a violation of her HIPAA rights. People, that is people throw that out, out yeah. there, but they don't know that that really That is was. a violation. That's a violation of the HIPAA. Yeah. December 31st, your girl Barbara Streisand performed her first public concert in 20 years. Mm. So that was a night out. Okay. MGM Garden Sounds Arena like in Vegas. Oh, yeah, yeah. 25,000 people. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about Vegas concerts like you've never been to vegas i've like, never been to vegas it's cool I'll, the uh, idea that these these famous artists just set up there and then they're like we're gonna do a residency come and you you know you don't have to travel you they don't have to travel so i feel like maybe their shows are could be better but also you know exactly what you're gonna get and you're like i'm in vegas it's cool i don't know if i've ever heard of one that i'm like oh i'd love to see wasn't lady gaga in vegas oh maybe i'd like to see her i would like to see i, I feel maybe. like britney spears had a thing in vegas Again, i don't know if you're a britney I, spears fan but i, I mean like like that? Where no. You're like I want to see her stage show. I've never been. I've never. Listen, I'm all like Britney, power to Britney, and all that. But like. 
No, it's fine. I'm just saying some of these different people. I mean, I'm sure a lot of... I'm sure there's a lot more artists that have Vegas residencies than you think. I'm going to tell you something. Yeah. On Christmas Day, 1993. Oh, we're talking about Vegas. Okay, we'll we'll go back to Vegas for a second. Um, I think it's cool that they set up residency. I wish that there was like a New York version of that too, though. That wasn't just in Vegas because that's so far. I don't know. I've never been... I probably should go to Vegas someday just because I should see it. But I feel like all the lights and noises and stuff going would stress me out so much. I feel overwhelmed by the thought of Vegas. I feel like it's so plastic. And I love New York. If I could live anywhere in the world, it would be New York City. Like, And I know there's a lot going on there. So maybe that's a little bit of like a contradiction. I don't know. Um, but yeah. It just, the whole thing, the idea of like just being in like a, plastic? it just feels so plastic. It just feels so like, I don't know, the idea of having to walk miles through casinos and the ding, 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 dings and the lights and the, and, and the carpets that are all crazy looking like, I don't know. I don't know if it's for me. I, I just don't know. I do. Well, I like playing blackjack. I like a casino, but I like it for a few hours and then I want to go someplace quiet. You know? After spending many years with you, I can tell you it's not for you just because like when you <laughs> get, w- w- no, but when you get stuck in your head that something is something, you're like, that you, you can't break out of that mold. So you're like, this is this. It's like, yeah, the walking through the casinos is a little wild. It's a little whatever. But, but that's not true. I've had experiences where I'm like, I didn't think I was going to like something. And then I'm like, yeah, this was great. I think I just have to be in the right headspace for it. That's all. Yeah, but if you're coming in with a preconceived notion, because I think the thing about Vegas is if you're right with the right people and yes. you have the right idea, like if you went, if we went with like our parents, right, <sighs> like at the ages that we are and they are, it would not be the same kind of thing because they wouldn't want to do the same kind of things, right? But if you're of the right mindset, you're with a good group of friends and you have the same goal. If your goal is like, hey, I want to go see this show and get a nice dinner and I don't really want to leave this little two, you know, two or three casino area where I'm at, you come in for a couple of days. Like, I feel like having been there a couple of times, like if you don't have an agenda and you're like, I'm just going to walk around, that could be a problem because then you're just wandering around. And that's kind of what I'd want to, you know what I want to do if I went to Vegas, go to like the old Vegas and see all the old signs. I want to do that so I don't bad. even know how much of that is left. If you fair. could still do that. I think there's they're like in a yard or something. I think you can go see them. They might be because I mean, I or don't want to. They used to be. I'd love to do that. I know when I went like 15 years ago and stuff, they were getting ready to tear down some of that. And Old Vegas was like its own thing. Like I think they're just like keep constantly. But I think they took all the old signs and stuff and they put them somewhere. I think. Maybe I'm just making it up. I mean, I went to Vegas and shotguns. You can go and race cars. You can go and do whatever you want to do. Yeah, those are two things I don't ever want to do. Though. I get it, but I'm saying it's whatever Are there you baby want. goats that I can snuggle and bottle feed in Vegas? Uh, probably. You know what I want to do? I want to go to that hotel. I know there's one in Tennessee somewhere where all the ducks are and they all come in. Nobody knows what you're talking about. Unless you do. And then no, 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 no. There's a hotel... <laughs> And there's like at noon or something, all the ducks parade in and they feed the duck. Like there's like a whole duck parade. Christmas Day. Okay. 1993. Okay. A 59-year-old woman, Jennifer, gave birth in London to twins. Sparked a lot of controversy. Why? Because she's 59. But was it natural? I don't really have any other details. Well, that's probably. The story. I would assume. I mean, no, because I. I mean, I would imagine maybe she did IVF or something, but she clearly could get pregnant at fifty nine. Right, but I would imagine if you're fifty nine and you had IVF, that's a little, maybe a little sus. 
Not, not. I mean, listen. Everybody can make their own choices. I, I don't know how long yeah. all those people. You know, I don't know if she's still here. She might still be here at eighty nine. I have no idea. Raising it's those possible. Kids. I hope so. But I'm just saying. I don't. Raising I, those kids. I don't know. I mean, they're thirty now. I but don't they don't need to be raised anymore. I don't know. It's one of those things. Like, hey, you know, if, you, if it happened naturally, and you're like, all right, well, I mean, we're here. Here's what I was gonna say to you. Speaking of Christmas Day, dialing it in. Did you see the Toys R Us catalog? I did because you sent sent it to me. I did. So we found, it's on Reddit. You can find the Toys R Us catalog for those 90s kids to see the awesome things that were there. Jen, let me tell you, I absolutely got a Game Genie from here. Absolutely had a Game Genie. Did you have a Game Genie? No. Do you know what a Game Genie is? Um, no. Okay, so Game Genie. I'm looking at it though. It would be, it's like a cartridge you put on front of your cartridge. So like if you're going to play like a game, you'd put this like cartridge thing on front of like in front of it so your game would kind of like stick out a little from like your nintendo but the game genie would allow you to like do all these codes to like unlock all these different things within the games because it was basically like wait so were all these games made for a game genie to someday nah, nah, come nah, nah, along nah. to the game genie no 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 so what it is is like the game genie oh, would have cool. these books you you uh, off air i'm gonna show it to you and then you're gonna come back and we're gonna talk about it so basically like you would get like a Game Genie book and then it would tell you like this game has these things that you can do with it. So what it was, if you think about an old cartridge, an old cartridge was basically like the entire game on a cartridge, right? Now everything is sent as a digital file. So you'd attach this thing to the front. So it must have been some sort of computer program that was able to access the code on that game and then add these different things to the game. So you like like unlimited lives or you know skip levels or get all the best guns or do whatever things oh that's cool yeah that's cool no i did not have one but that sounds cool yeah and there would it would there would be like a it was they called it the game enhancer and that lets you create hundreds of special effects this is what it says inside the reddit game genie so i had one of those I'm trying to see if I could find, like, the old book. I mean, now you wouldn't need anything like that because it's kind of like mods. It's basically like a mod thing. Game Genie book. Well, I'm surprised how expensive um, Super Nintendo games are. It's, like, the same as games now. Yeah, well, that was the thing that we that, that was on there. Look. Oh, yeah, that's so cool. You, like, no, I never you like, put the cartridge in that and then put it in and then put the whole thing in. So then it was like you were just enhancing the game. I just showed Jen what it was for those that didn't know. But, and they had them for all the different systems. Yeah, when, when we looked at this calendar, I mean, again, I can't say exactly where it was, but I feel like the idea of an 1899... Did you have any of these Tiger handheld games, by no, the way? No, but I was I just did. looking at them and I wanted... The, I, I remember, I think I had one really like lame one that wasn't actually a Tiger one. But I was just looking at them and I'm like, man, I always wanted those. Like they, they just were looked... the worst games ever. I had but they the just fucking fun. I had the Jurassic Park and I definitely had the Street Fighter. I think I had the Sonic. They were fucking terrible. Yeah. The games were so bad. Um, we're going through. This was a ten page uh, thing that we found, right? Ten page circular that we found. Super Nintendo games. I didn't have a Super Nintendo. Like neither did I. But some of them were seventy dollars. That's cr- like. That's like how much video games are now. Well, that's what people that's were trying crazy. to say. And part of the reason why the games are so expensive then is because of the actual, like I was talking about with the Game Genie, it's the actual like 
cartridge because you're paying for the whole game. You're paying for the product. So they had to make all the chips and make all the things and put it all together yeah. and then physically manufacture it and deliver it. You think about it now and it's like, all right, so they're going to give you a game for $70 now. And they gave you a game for $70 then. That game is $114 now. That's what the mon- That's what the difference in money is. So like this $70 game would be worth like $114 now. So when people complain that you're spending like $100 for a deluxe edition of the game, like guys, that's what you were spending in real world money back then. Yeah. And that's why it was a big deal. At least it was for us. Like I didn't get a lot I of games. I didn't have a lot of games. Yeah. And now I, I totally understand why. And, and in 93, I mean, I wasn't getting any of these games because I didn't have a Super Nintendo. I was getting Nintendo games, which are 20 bucks. Yeah, you had a Sega, right? I ended up getting a Sega. Might have been I also next Sega. next Christmas, maybe. Could have been this Christmas, but next Christmas. But I had like three or four games, so I was still renting and playing games for Nintendo. Yeah, I only had like, I think I only had like two or three games for my Sega. Now, when I go through this, and I go to the next page after the games, which was always my favorite part, because obviously I love video games, I did not have any like the Barney and Friends toys. I don't know if you no, I was had that shit. 12. Yeah, okay. And then, then the next <laughs> one there is... Uh, there was this, like, pool set. Yes, I did. I had that. Did you? My brother got it, I think. Like, That's... we got it for Christmas. We had that. That looks like fun. But I think we had it, like, three years later. Well. So we didn't get, like, the first edition pool set. And you're like, oh, this is cool. Like, we had it years later, which is fine. But, like, somebody got it for us probably when it was, like, 40 bucks. The thing about... And, like, the knockoff thing. About uh, me is that not only was I an only child, right... So I didn't have a lot of these interactive type of things, but I also grew up in a very small house. So there wasn't a lot of room. So like things like this pool set, there wouldn't have been anywhere for it to go. Like I didn't, I remember I had uh, like friends that had these like basements that were just playlands. I didn't have places for big toys. So things like this pool stuff, I never would have But we had our, we have our two microphones on like TV trays. The pool set was the size of like three TV trays put together. It was not very big. Right, but like where think about think about the house I grew up in, you and you also, tell me where that would have gone. You also weren't again, there were not toys all over the house. You also weren't a boy, and I don't know if your dad plays pool. It so it's wasn't not a thing like that they'd be like here play pool. It wasn't like now when you go to your friends' houses with kids, and it's like you're walking into like pre like like a, a play zone. Like that wasn't it. It was like there were not toys when you walked into my house. You know. When I keep going with these RC cars, like I didn't get RC cars. That wasn't a thing for me. My brother might have. I think I got. But one. I don't think he got them this I year. I think I got one car when i was younger like one remote control car and i thought it was fucking cool i loved it oh we did have this as i go through on one of the pages we did have there's this electronic hotshot basketball if you look that up we had that but i don't remember what year i don't know if we got it in 93 yeah where you it was like you had like three balls it was like you know the ball game that you play at like dave and busters or something with the basketball like at any place they still have it now we're shooting basketballs but like it was like um it was like a like the size of a Pez thing would be like the thing you're doing. And so the ball would get in there and you go like this and you're trying to do it like this. Like ding, 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 ding. Like I, it's hard for me to describe. Yeah, it's, it's hard for you to describe. A- but if you look at like, uh, you know, like what you're using is the size of like a like half of a playing card. And you're like, so it's like it mini, to a like mini basketball. Yeah. That like kind of seems like, like flick it. Like that it's seems like little like the kind of thing that would be fun for a day. And then I would never play electronic hotshot basketball. That was a huge. I don't know if it's like that for kids now. But, I mean, that was a huge 90s thing where it's just, like, you get these toys and you're like, ah, I'm done. No, I think that's a thing for everybody everywhere. The X-Men Mutant Hall of Fame, those figures were dope. Dream phone. I did not get those figures, but I wanted them. Did you get a dream phone? Uh, I did not. Batman the Animated Series, I did not get the Batmobile. 
I did not. This get is just, uh, by the way, stuff. this is a podcast of all the toys Pat did not get when he was a child. Apparently, the big toy was the twenty nine ninety nine Deluxe Talk Boy. I saw that. Which makes sense because it recorder? was a Home Alone thing. Yeah, it was like a recorder. You could like record your voice and like play other voices and stuff. So that was the thing. I had a recorder, but it was like, it looked like one that that would be like an interrogation room. You know what I mean? Like it was like big. Yes, I know exactly. And it had like the big buttons to press. It, it wasn't slick like that. Did you have a little robot? Look at this little robot no, man. I did not have a robot man. That's silly. So that's all the things that, that cool. we had on here. Did you have, the other thing I saw that was big too, did you have that like blue Etch-A-Sketch that had like the eraser on it? So it had like a pen and then it had like, it had a pen. That, uh, yeah, but the one that I saw when I typed in like top 90s toys. It had no, like, the answer is no. Okay, it was like blue. I'll show it to you. I had this. OG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I, we had the OG one, and the OG one was better, but this one was like oh. 1993. I'm holding an OG Etch-A-Sketch right now. Didn't we figure out that it was from like the 70s or something? This particular one? Yeah, or? like I feel it, because it's been around like forever. Well, it looks like it has been. But the, but we then we looked it up, and it was like it was around forever, is like what we found out, is what I'm saying. I'm trying to see if there's a date on the bottom of it. Yeah, there's some sort of... I'm trying to find it. It's just like... It's like magnet... It's called like magnetic something. I just had it. I hate when you Google something. And then you have something. And then you lose it. This was called the... <sighs> Fuck, I lost it. My bad. Dropping F-bombs. Um, but I had it. And then I lost it. It was like a magnetic eraser. It was blue. And I remember there was like two different... Like, there was, like, a star shape and a circle shape, and then you can, like, erase it. So you can, like, draw on it. It was an Etch-a-Sketch premise. Just you can use it that other way. You're using an Etch-a-Sketch. Jen. Ooh. Yeah. Let's bring it back. Let's rain it back in on the potpourri. Because I feel like we're ODing on eating my grandma's potpourri right now. Is it because I'm playing it's with an Etch-a-Sketch? It is, and we're also just randomly talking about toys. Anything else you want to add about the comings, goings, haps discussions of December of 93. Pablo Escobar. What about him? Got killed December 2nd. Shot dead. Bye. Where did he get killed? You're just throwing things out there. That's <laughs> that's the level of uh, research I did. You're like Pablo today. Escobar. Bye. Like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, he, he, uh, he got shot, man. He got shot by a group of people that wanted to kill him, you know? By the way, if you Google Pablo Escobar, they show um, a 1976 mugshot of him, and from far away, I always think it's Ted Bundy. It's it, that specific picture. I don't think, in general, he looked like Ted Bundy, but something with his eyes. Well, I think black and, and white, curly dark hair, hair mm-hmm. you know, from a distance, it's kind of, you know. That's... Also, to all you ladies out there that think Ted Bundy is, like, a hottie, like, no. He's not. Like, stop. Um, Okay. That's that's a podcast for a different discussion, but I also think it's like, uh, you know, I think par- part of it's relatively speaking, right? Relatively speaking. And also, like, also, like, I feel was really, really lost on a, on a lot of people's conversations in general is like, I don't know. I haven't talked to 20 something year olds to ask them how they feel about what would in essence be people their mom's age and how they looked in the late 90s or yeah, early I 2000s. Guess... So you don't really know what people find attractive at the time unless okay. you're talking to I those people. I don't find him attractive. Fair. Okay. Fair. I'm just saying. You know, for the pool of people that are serial killers, 
maybe he's uh, the cream of the crop. I have no idea. Uh, he was shot by the police. Okay. Shot by the he was hit by bullets in the torso and feet and a bullet which struck him in the head. And it struck a debate whether or not he killed himself or was killed by the police. But there's actually a picture of the guys that shot him with his dead body on Wikipedia. So Yeah, I know that was the thing because they were all yeah. very happy about taking him down the raid of Pablo Escobar. That's a rough picture to just have on there. Um, Colin Ferguson. We didn't even talk about that. Well, that was our last big story. Uh, That that was like our local... Also, we're ending it on a light, light, fun... Well, we'll talk about it more, but this was like a local thing, because I remember this was a huge story for us. I believe it was a huge national story. Let us know if you heard about it or whatever it was. It's always hard to uh, know, right? Especially at that age, because anything local feels like the biggest news ever, but I think this was national big news. I think it was too. So for those that are unfamiliar with the terrain or how everything kind of works, like we grew up on Long Island. So when you're on Long Island, up until you get to, I would say about half the island, half the island, you could take a train into New York City. Actually, that Pretty train easy. goes out to Montauk. So you could really take it all the way. I know it does. But I was going to say about half the island. I would say like Riverhead might be like the length. I would say that's reasonable. I'm sure people, not many people are commuting daily from Montauk to exactly. Manhattan. So once you get but out it's, to, possible. it's once, possible. Once you get out to the two forks, that train line would take you a lot longer. You're talking probably a three hour train. One train you got to start your day if you're going to be going from one of the, you know, from Montauk or Orient. From where we grew up, I would say it's about an hour, hour and 20 minutes to get from where we are. To Manhattan, Fair, Penn I, Station via train. I'm just trying to set this up. So tra- commuter train. So about half the island could potentially commute within like an hour and a half uh, via train into New York City. Uh, there's further out on the island, like Jen mentioned, go all the way to Montauk, go to the end. If you've ever seen Eternal Sunshine and Spotless Mind, they take the train all the way out to Montauk. But you can do that. Just a lot less trains run there. But for the most part, a couple different commuter lines. People would get on trains, going to work. The the what was it? The MTA pass was a big deal back then, or the Long Island Railroad pass. I I, I would say probably half my family worked in the city, so they would get that pass, drive to you know Ronkonkoma or Babylon or wherever it might be to get on the train to go into the city for their job. Lots of people use this train. A man named Colin Ferguson went on a what was called like the Long Island Massacre, I believe, like a rampage on the train, killing people coming home from work this is before like this was before there were just mass shootings all the time Uh everywhere so it was really jarring and taking the train was just a thing that you did like if we wanted to go to the city you take the train you don't very rarely would people drive into the city very because why do you want to deal with parking and driving in the city you could just jump on the train no traffic you're just there and penn station is so uh, conveniently located to anywhere you'd want to go in Manhattan and there's so many subways and cabs it's just it was way more convenient and it was never a scary thing you're just jumping on the train it was never a scary thing when we got older I think for our parents and stuff this was one of the galvanizing things for them which made them feel a certain way about the city because my parents were always after this they were always leery and I don't even remember them going on trains I don't remember my parents taking a train after this event I don't yeah, I, don't I think remember that's us fair. Going I don't. Train. I I could. My dad probably a couple would, times would have driven best. in. My, if my dad ever. would drive in. I will 100%. also say this. I don't know about your parents, but my parents were so anti-city that 
most of the times if I went to the city, it was with school or with friends and their parents when I was younger or then just with friends when I was older. So like it wasn't something I did with my family too often. I, I have a memory of going when I was like five with my parents and maybe we went to like the Museum of Natural History with, but it was never, it was very rare. The ease of going into the city if you're on, if you live on the island. Go park in one of these train stations. Your car's going to be there when you get back. There's consistently trains running back and forth. It just is what you had to do. It was the place you had to go. The difference is that what most people consider a small city now, there that was a lot of like villages and areas that were interconnected on Long Island. So you just really, you could get by without really going to Manhattan. But Manhattan's one of the biggest and it's a world-class city. So when this happened, I remember it shook up everyone around me as a kid. I remember hearing that it was on the news every night. It was a big deal because, like I said, so many people were involved in just jumping on the train and going or coming back. And this is obviously, you know, we could say it, but we don't need to. It's before cell phones, before anything like that. So people knew people that could have been on that train because you just don't know. You're like, oh, I know such and such works in the city. Were they right. on the train? Like nobody knew anything. And so it was a really, really scary story and a scary event the trial is going to go on i remember the trial because i believe he like and we'll we'll look at it more later on but i think he like defend like he's like i think the big thing about that is like he like acts as his own defense and like, like i think like so didn't starts berating the witnesses that like saw him because i remember like at one point they're like who shot whatever like you did because i remember that didn't he like claim insanity too. he did but i think he also like defended himself it was a very strange this is a very strange case that we're going to follow into the next year. Gary, because particularly like on a train, like there's really nowhere to go. There's nothing. So there's that feeling like, I don't know. When I think about mass shootings, you always think like, oh, I try to hide under here or run this way or get away or you're in like a bigger place. This is, I mean, not that that's true. Like I understand, like I'm not saying that, but this is more like you're thinking you're in a, in a, tr- on a train. Like you can't go anywhere. You can't jump out and hope that you, you can roll away. You, there's nowhere to go. If it's you, very if, scary. If you're the kind of person that has not been can't on hide. or not used a lot of mass transit in your life, you know, you think about a bus and you're like, okay, a bus is just this, but a train, you know, multiple cars that are on there. And again, it's something that so many people have to do from all walks of life for all different reasons, right? You could be going into the city because you want to go to a sporting event or you want to go to a concert or you're going for work or you're going for a doctor or you're going for whatever and you all are on this train, right? There's finance people, there's this people, there's that people all coming home back to their families. You know, there's, you know, there's, there's utility workers, Regular people and then high-end Wall Street guys, all or gals, all on the same train, just trying to get home. And you're trying to zone out. You know, this is back in the day. Zone out, read the paper, just not be bothered by other people. On your disc, man. There's a bar car. Like there's like a little cart when you get on that you can grab. Like I think you still. I think not on the train. We haven't been on a train like that at that time. No, but I'm pretty sure there's like a little cart that you can still grab like drinks and stuff right before you get on. Like in the um, what is that like? In the landing before you... Because people used fun. to... Because people just, you know... People commuting would just drink uh, beers and, and get drinks and jump on the train and just kind of make like a little party convenience atmosphere. stores in Penn Station where you can grab drinks. Yeah. yeah but, but people I mean, do. They grab a beer and... Yeah. But it was, just, it was just a different vibe. If you've never experienced it, you just don't know about how it's just this like... Almost communal like everybody's making this pilgrimage day in, day out. This really rocked all of that. 
and it really galvanized a bunch of people to be like, I'm just not going to do that. And I remember for a long time, like my parents were very leery about uh, my mom's leery about everything. I was getting on a train. Oh boy, so yeah. it's like, you know, yeah, I then, can't imagine that. And then I think about there. by the time I'm in, you know, 16, 17, 18 Speaking years old. The devil. Yeah. By the time I'm 16, <laughs> 17, 18, like I'm doing it kind of on my own. And then yeah. when I'm in college, I'm like, whatever. And yeah. I'm just like, whatever. Oh, it's a train. Like, you know, so anything else you want to add? How many, well, how many people, 19 people got hurt, right? How many people died on that? I think it was six dead. Six dead, 19. I know it was 19 injured. As your mom calls you. My dad just texted me. You know what he said? What? Have a good time today with your goat. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that's where we need to leave it. Yeah. Guys, Um, it's been real. It's been fun. It's potpourri. Next week, we'll be back with TV. Movies. Television. And finish out the year with our slumber party. Guys. Yes. It's been fun. It's been real. And we'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much for listening. Um, In our absence, our listenership has grown. So that is really exciting for us. So we see you out there. We appreciate you all. Um, we're so excited to be back here two weeks in a row now. We're doing two weeks in a row. Stop. Boom, here Stop we are. Anything. Here we are. Guys. Here we are. Um, BLC Mixtapes on Instagram. Uh, chat at gmail.com if you want to ask us any questions. If there's anything you want us to talk about on our big sleepover party, our New Year's sleepover party. Um, email it. Email us a question. Uh, email us some, some ideas. Pat is giving me the... I have to go. Thumbs up. So we're going to go. But it's been fun. And it's been real. We'll see you all later. Bye.